Good evening, and welcome to Darkest Hours. Tonight's tale has been pulled from the archives, and is simply entitled, Amy's Imaginary Friend. Charlotte lived alone with her daughter Amy. They'd both been alone for most of Amy's life. Her father had taken off sometime shortly after she was born, and they'd never heard from him again. Charlotte had done everything she could to make ends meet, and for the most part, she and Amy had had a relatively pleasant life so far. Amy had obviously been left with some trauma from her father's departure. From a young age, she had conjured up an imaginary friend. His name was Brian. Amy would play with Brian all day and never complain about being lonely. They'd been to see a therapist, although they had said to go along with it and eventually Amy would grow out of it as she made more and more real friends. But she didn't grow out of it. Amy spent more and more time with Brian. Charlotte would have to set a place for Brian when they had dinner and Amy had a sleeping bag out for him in her room. Charlotte was becoming more and more concerned about how far this was going. Amy was insisting that Brian was real and she would become incredibly upset if someone questioned this. It wasn't long before Amy started to get into trouble at school. She was fighting, and on one occasion she had taken a pencil and stabbed another child in the leg with it. She said that Brian had told her that she had to stand up for herself, and that he thought it was a good idea. But it wasn't just the fighting and the misbehavior. Amy's drawings had become more and more concerning. It all started innocently enough. Pictures of Charlotte, Amy and Brian out for a walk in the park. But they were becoming more and more disturbing. One picture was Brian setting fire to the school while the other children were in it, whilst Amy waited outside. It wasn't long before the school decided that Amy was becoming too much to handle. One of the teachers had told Amy to stop using foul language and Amy had responded that Brian was going to gut her and then hang her off the school flagpole using her own entrails. Needless to say, the school excluded Amy. Charlotte was at a loss. She had never raised Amy with foul language nor had she any idea where Amy might have gotten these ideas. So she did the only thing that she thought she could. She told Amy that Brian wasn't real and that this was going to stop. She removed every trace of Brian from the house. Amy did not take this well. She was screaming that Brian was going to be mad, but Charlotte had made up her mind, and she felt that she needed to stick with this. Amy stayed in her room that night, and after a few hours of crying, it all went quiet. The next morning, Charlotte got Amy out of bed. They ate breakfast together, and there was no mention of Brian. But when the morning news came on the television, it was reporting something very disturbing. Amy's teacher had been found dead. She had been disemboweled, and then hung from the flagpole outside the school using her own entrails, just like Brian had said he would. No, not Brian. Brian wasn't real. Amy had said this. Needless to say, police came around and questions were asked, but there was no evidence that it could have been Amy that had done this. She had been in her room and she wouldn't have been able to get out, 
not to mention that she wouldn't have been able to lift her teacher's dead weight up to the top of the flagpole, and also the fact that Amy was not a killer. No, someone who knew the teacher had a grudge against them had overheard the threat and decided to make it look like Amy had done it. Amy, meanwhile, remained mute on the subject. The police stayed and questioned them both until late in the evening, and when they finally left, Charlotte put Amy to bed. Just before she went to bed herself, she stopped by Amy's room. The light was on, and she could hear Amy talking inside. Well, Charlotte flung the door open, and sure enough, Amy was sitting on the bed, a pillow propped up on the opposite side, chatting away with what only could be Brian. Charlotte was furious. She stormed over to the bed, grabbing hold of Amy and shaking her. For the first time in her life, she felt completely out of control. She screamed at Amy to stop, that Brian wasn't real and that this had gone far enough. Amy took it badly. She was furious and screaming like a wild animal. She lashed out and scratched Charlotte's face, so she stumbled backwards. Amy looked defiant and screamed at her mother. You are a dumb fucking whore. No wonder we're alone. Charlotte slapped her, and Amy fell back onto the bed. Brian is going to be so mad. He'll teach you a lesson too. Charlotte stormed out of the bedroom, slamming the door behind her. A few hours later, Charlotte was finally calming down, and she hadn't heard a peep from Amy's room since earlier this evening. And so, she was just dozing off to sleep when her door opened, the light from the hallway flooding into her bedroom, half blinding her. And there, standing in the doorway, a large kitchen knife in hand, was Brian, just as Amy had always described him. She tried to scream, but Brian was quick, he was strong, and soon enough, he and Amy stood over the blood-stained sheets. Amy, of course, was found guilty of the murder, and was soon after committed to a facility where she could be monitored and receive treatment for her condition. However, staff at the facility have said that when Amy is in her room, they often hear her talking late into the night. Apparently, she's talking to Brian. A set of keys went missing last week. Amy's room has been searched, but no one can find them. And worst of all, no one has found the body that the keys were attached to either, and Amy is under constant surveillance. The only thing that Amy has said recently is that Brian is angry. He doesn't like being locked up, and he will be getting out soon. And that was the tale of Amy's imaginary friend. What a unique affliction. Brian certainly sounds like a handful, doesn't he? I'm sure you've already made up your own mind about whether tonight's tale was fact or fiction, but if you've enjoyed it, then please hit the like and subscribe button below. Until next time, good night and sweet dreams.